Welcome to 30 Minutes of Growth, the all-action, all-growth marketing podcast that's all within half an hour. It features three segments with three playbooks you can use right away. And I'm your host, Alex Garcia. So let's do this. So this podcast is all about growth. That's why I'm impressed with what the team over at Yapo is doing. Because if e-commerce growth is your number one priority, Yapo provides data-driven marketing solutions like Yapo, SMS Bump, the top SMS marketing app in the Shopify app store. And if you want to learn more, it's simple. Get a free demo at yapo.com. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Growth. In this episode, it's going to be a little different. I'm going to be going solo dolo. It's just going to be me. There's going to be no guest. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is because, one, I want to I want to do more of this because I want to talk about things that I'm doing to grow marketing exam and things I'm doing to grow growth marketing exam, as well as talking about the the things that I'm doing as, as head of growth for two different startups here in Austin and talking about how how and what I'm doing to scale that business. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about TikTok, right? Something that some people are all in for, and then something that people are on the fence of. The basis of this conversation and, and of this these 30 minutes is going to be a tweet that I put out, I'd say like a month and a half ago, maybe, that said TikTok ads were Facebook ads 10 to 12 years ago, and TikTok's organic reach is Instagram 10 to 12 years ago times two. The potential is crazy. So that almost... Exp- goes into the unknown that is TikTok, right? And let's call it spade a spade. Most people know about the potential TikTok offers, but don't know how the hell to get their lick of it, right? Currently, it's uncharted territories where only a select few are driving results. And that's okay. But those results will make your eyes wide and jaw drop. So how do they do it? How do they go viral, get people to take action, drive revenue, right? Those are all good questions, all part of the unknowns of TikTok. But here's the simple truth. Like if, if, if you are trying to scale something and you are trying to grow something, TikTok is should be one of your tools in your toolbox. The organic reach is nuts. The the paid is nuts. And it does drive business results. And so that's what I want to talk about. That's what we're going to go into. And I'm going to go through a, uh, a good amount of, of examples as well first before I, I go through. On the organic side, which is what I'm going to cover first, what you should be doing to go viral, what you should be doing to have content that actually drives business results. So the misconception that there's only like viral dance content, totally inaccurate. There is viral content and then there is viral content that drives business results. So the misconception that's floating around that only dance videos go viral on TikTok, not true at all. So let's look over some examples. Duolingo is one of them. Duolingo is one of the one of the businesses that's absolutely crushing on TikTok. You search hashtag Duolingo, and the specific hashtag has accumulated. I think at this point, it's over six hundred million views. Probably, actually, probably in the seven, eight hundred million views, and that is an extreme level of awareness. But if you look at them on the app charts, they're number one, number one in education apps. Sometimes they fluctuate between number one and number two, but they have videos that are getting. 30, 40, 50 million views, which is an insane amount of awareness and traction just from a TikTok video. And I'll go into later uh, the actual content that they're creating that's helping them do this. But the second is It Ends With Us. This is actually a book. So I'm, I'm, I'm going through a quite few different kinds of examples. And since It Ends With Us is another prime example. So ironically, my girlfriend was reading this book called It Ends With Us. And I was like, like, where did, you know, I'm always curious. And so I'm like, where, where did you see that book? She's like, oh, off, off TikTok. Like it's, it's everywhere. It's like, I see all these different girls saying that this is a great uh, book to read, et cetera. And so the book actually came out, if I remember correctly, a while ago, and then it didn't gain traction until it started going viral on TikTok. 
And now the hashtag It Ends With Us has accumulated over 460 uh, views, thousands of UGC videos. And then if you search on Google Trends, you'll see a massive spike for It Ends With Us. And then, and then on top of that, it's also like I've, I've seen photos of it in bookstores that there's like an area where it says uh, as seen on TikTok or something like that. Yeah, like hashtag as seen on TikTok or hashtag TikTok maybe buy it. So just another example. Another one I have is Colin Landforce and Kelsey Landforce. You may be familiar with Colin, a good friend of mine, They're uh, and Kelsey as well. They're both in, in Oregon. But his wife, Kelsey Landforce, recently launched a DTC brand where I think it's like for Filipinos or Asians specifically where... I think you you put on a patch on your chest or something that if you you know if you have like a few drinks and you you're Asian you kind of get a splotchy chest right like if if you drink whiskey or something you might get a, a splotchy chest and if you put this patch on there supposedly you won't I, I think it's something along those lines and I and I know this is my girlfriend's Filipino and and she's dealt with something like that so her first move was she started on TikTok I think three her first three videos, like they got like a little bit of traction. Nothing was really happening. And then she had one viral video where I think it got maybe 280,000 views, something along those lines. And she sold out of all of her products in after one video, right? And like she was like four or five videos in and on her TikTok account. So that's, again, another one. And that's for DTC. And, and I've talked to Nick Sharma on the podcast before where They've had an insane amount of success on TikTok. Uh, I think they, you know, at one point they gained twenty thousand email signups off one or two videos. So, so the next one is is this company called Scout. Uh, in this one, I talked to Zach Harga. I think is his how to say his last name. He has an agency out in LA, and they worked with this company called Scout. So for this, they created five organic TikTok videos. Collectively, they amassed nearly nine million views. Out of nine minutes, and, and it was almost like a product video too. If, if you know, obviously I, I can't show as I talk about it, but in the video, it was almost like a product video. Like it, there was like a, the elements where, you know, there's there there's this really good hook, there's really good visuals. And when I say really good visuals, I don't mean like quality visuals. I mean, just the, the way they, they, they showed everything was done really well. But here's the crazy part. The result was 170,000 signups and not a dollar spent. So it's ins- like just absolutely insane. So the next one I'm going to talk about is tactic.io. Tactic had a different approach and for those some of you that that aren't familiar with Tactic, they're a Chrome extension. Uh, so for their campaign, they worked with 16 micro influencers and they spent $1820 to work with these influencers and out of it, they got like 20 posts, right? Out of those 20 posts, it accumulated over 7,300,000 TikTok impressions and nearly 1 million likes organically. So off of that $1,800, it drove 150,000 plus downloads of the Chrome extension. Again, crazy. All right, last example. Just I'm just trying to give you context here because it's, it's in, in all sorts of different companies and types of companies. Just so the, there is no stone unturned, and, and so you have no excuse to uh, be like, "Oh, TikTok wouldn't work for my brand." So, lastly, is Cat Norton. This is another amazing entrepreneur that I interviewed, which a lot of you may know her as Miss Excel. So, if you haven't seen Cat Norton on her TikTok, she really just creates like these these ten to twenty second 
uh, Excel tips where she breaks down like how to do X, you know, how to do Y. Off of that, she has created a seven figure business as a solo creator in less than a year, completely organic. Uh, she's now just getting into paid on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. But before that, it was awesome. When I when I spoke to her, you know, I'm, I'm like asking like, oh, so like how much traffic are you driving to, to your website? You know, how, what's the conversion rate, et cetera. And she literally just like shrugged her shoulders. She's like, I have no idea. Like she was like a, a newbie. Like that was all new things to her. Those things, she was like, the only number I, I was looking at was the revenue number. And I just saw it continue to tick up and things that, that, had like massive spikes. I just kept doing it, right? Like just completely intuitive. And just goes to show as well, like the potential of TikTok's crazy if you're creating the right content and, and you're uh, even creating the right content around your products and and your lead magnets, lead magnets on top of that. Because I think she also garnished, I mean, I think it was 50, 60, when I spoke to her, 50, 60,000 emails. So here's the thing all this right these are great examples and whatnot but the truth is the importance of your content is how you deliver your content when i spoke to uh kat norton aka miss excel a few weeks ago she said something that stuck she said essentially social media content is straight up energy transmissions you're receiving my energy through the phone and so this stuck with me, right? So if you want your content to stick, then you need to deliver the value in a way that's enjoyable. Because in the social media ecosystem, right, where millions of posts are published every day, there's a Steve Jobs quote that I love in it, but it becomes even more evident, right? Like you, it, there's so much content. In just 24 hours, we're consuming, who knows, like 50,000 probably plus pieces of content. We scroll endlessly and we just consume, consume, consume. So the Steve Jobs quote becomes even more ev- evident, which says, it's a complicated, noisy world. And we're not going to get the chance to get people to remember much about us. No companies. So we have to be really clear about what we want them to know about us. So don't only consider the context of your content, but the energy and emotions it transmits to the viewer, right? Like how the value that you're, you're, you know, when you're scripting a piece of content or that you're putting together a piece of content, don't only think about the context of it, right? Like, oh, this person's going to learn X, but think about how it's getting transferred, how it's getting, how that person is consuming that piece of content because therefore then it makes it memorable if, if not it's just another piece of content out of the 50,000 right that they're gonna and that may be a made-up number but out of the 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 50,000 pieces of content that they're going to consume it's not going to stand out in any way if you spend one minute on Kat Norton's page on Miss Excel's page you will notice that her content is sticky it's like you can't get away from it because it's so high energy it's very educational, but it's very good content where it's just sticky. You want to continue going through her page. And so therefore, when she drops a product, it's the same and you know what to expect. So the thing I want to go over now is content types. So we talked about all these, you know, all these different businesses driving insane results. But what I want to go over is different content types that you can use, because I don't think people like create different buckets where they then they put these content types, different types of content that they could be using or scheduling or uh, planning around to try to drive results. So the first one I want to uh, talk about is date relevant content. So this is pretty straightforward. Like this weekend is is Easter. So like how our brand's going to be creating content around easier, right? It's easier to go viral when you create content relevant to a conversation that already exists. Uh, because instead of starting the conversation, you just have to join it, right? You don't have to completely start a new conversation. In a in a case study I wrote about organic uh, TikTok content, I showed the example of these three different brands that they created product videos 
on Valentine's Day. One was flowers, one was jewelry, and one was, I think, like a, a cutting board. And they were pushing this, though, the, the month ahead, right? Like right in time for Valentine's Day. And those videos, one of them got 725,000 views, one got 3.3 million views, and one got 3.2 million views as well. So again, creating content around dates that are coming up, dates that are important and that are right, like important in, in culture um, that people usually create content around is just an easy way, right? Just like mark mark the dates on your calendar that that are you can somehow intertwine your brand into, whether that's Valentine's Day, that is Easter, fucking do not do April Fool's as, unless you could do something really cool, really creative, do not do a- April Fool's. The second is repurposed content. So some of the best TikTok content lives on other platforms and can be easily repurposed for TikTok. For example, taking a viral tweet and adding a background clip can perform well, or taking content from Twitter and using the green screen filter to add your opinion. In this case, you just don't need to reinvent the, uh, the wheel, repurpose it and make it native. So um, there's a lot of viral content that I see is somebody taking like an article, right? Like you could take an article from TechCrunch, you could take an article from the Rolling Stones, you could apply the green green filter and just like literally give your take on the content. Or you could take a a, a tweet that's controversial or a tweet from Elon Musk, Kanye West, et cetera, throw it on your phone, put the green screen, talk over it. And right there, you just you just created a piece of content off someone else's piece of content and uh, the chances of going viral on that very high as well. The third I want to talk about is vlog content. I think this is is something that a lot of brands could make a killing off of because it's one, it's very easy. Two, people love it. I like searching vlog content and 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 for me at least getting hit with it a lot on my TikTok for you page. I'm loving it. I think there's a huge opportunity for brands to create vlog content around their business, around what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, right? Like if if you're going to be dropping new features, you you could talk about what it's going to do, you know, what the feature is going to do, uh, when it's going to be released, some aspects of the feature, et cetera. And along that journey, I mean, you could get customers to buy in. So vlogging on TikTok, though, takes takes the person behind the scenes, right? Takes building in public to new heights by reducing the need for the best camera quality possible. That's the good part. You could just film this on an iPhone. You don't, it's not like a YouTube vlog, right? Like Casey Neistat, where you're filming on a Sony a7 III. No, you're just filming on your your iPhone and you're you're posting it there. And and someone who's doing this right now uh, really well is Campbell J. Barron, uh, who I've I've talked to before for a newsletter piece where I mean he built his account to a hundred thousand hundred thousand followers and now is is creating a, uh, another account where he's almost like vlogging his journey to building a startup at 18 years old. Pretty sick. The cool thing about this is, is instead of your days like just going on, right? Your days now become micro stories shot on your iPhone. And this, again, this is an area I see wide open for vlog content is more businesses creating this vlog content relevant to the decisions that they're making. And again, like going back to what I said prior, but for example, what customer review fueled the idea for a new feature, right? Like that's something that would be sick to, to put in a video. If you got a customer review, that's like, Hey, I, I wish you guys would drop this. Well, that idea right there, like that, that could be the idea for a new feature. And you could document that process and then share that process from idea to execution on TikTok. The next is product videos. So the, the best product videos don't feel like an ad. And these, these are the, we'll go into this a little later when I talk about TikTok ads, but the best 
product videos don't feel like ads at all. They share the value, benefits, or features that either make the product stand out or differentiate the product. But there are common denominators in these viral product videos. And they've all, like I've read, or not read, but I've watched a bunch of them and I have like dissected them kind of like second by second, right? And they all follow similar formulas. A major or a majority of product videos follow one of four formulas that I've seen. The first is a scenario where it's heightened by a problem, right? And then they display the solution, aka the product. Very simple. Again, the second one is problem agitation solution. This is a, a copywriting trick, but it's, it's, or not a copywriting trick, but a copywriting formula where you put at the forefront the problem, then you agitate it again by like, by just like taking that, that problem to a new height, and then you introduce a solution. Again, very simple. And, and, and these are like, if you, if you watch the product videos on TikTok, you will just notice these, that there's just like these regular kind of formulas that people, people use. The third is before the product, after the product, and then how the product makes it happen. It's almost like before, after bridge, very similar, very simple. And then the fourth is a testimonial or a use case told by the customers. There's one at the use case, for example, and we've all probably heard of eight sleep. We've seen them all on, on Twitter, but they have one video on TikTok from Alex Warren is her name. I think she's an athlete. I'm not entirely sure, but anyways, she has a video that's the caption is we bought this from TikTok, LOL. And then it was at eight sleep. It got 13.7 million views. If I had to, I'm not going to go into Google Trends now because I don't, I oh know it posted on July 25th, 2021. If I had to guess, if I had to go on Google Trends right now and look at the correlation between that post and Google Trends, I bet you it skyrocketed off 13.7 million views. I've seen people get videos that have 1.5, I think it was 1.5 million views and then get 15, 20,000 signups on the back end of one one video that got that many views. So for eight sleep, I bet you this was a gold mine. What do Culture Kings and Steve Madden both have in common? It's Yapo. I'm a fan of how this e-commerce marketing platform is laser focused on driving e-commerce growth for brands of all sizes. The magic question though is how? So by strengthening customer relationships with unified data-driven solutions. And what's really impressive is how Yapo integrates with tools you already use like Google and Meta. And that it's available on all major platforms, including Shopify, Salesforce, Commerce Cloud, Adobe Commerce, and BigCommerce. Right? And you want to get a demo? It's super simple. Head over to yapo.com and you could sign up for one today. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is educational. So this one's kind of straightforward. This is where Miss Excel does a, a, a killer job. This is where a lot of people do a killer job. But what better way to make a lasting impression, right? On someone by teaching them something valuable. Take something your audience would find value in and make it entertaining. It's, it's You don't have to reinvent the wheel any, in any way here. Same way you would you know, write a, a quick tip. Not a quick tip, but like you would write a few tweets on on something you learned on, on, for example, and, and I have some examples here where it's like five websites I wish I knew earlier, six things you need to do for your business right now. It's not, I wouldn't say it's like a Twitter thread, but it's cause it's reduced into like 40, 50 seconds, but this is educational content, just like it would be on, on any other platform. It's just, it's very simple and straightforward. There's like, there's nothing insane about it. It's very easy, but if you want to be building a following, right? Like on my end around marketing, I could create a lot of content like this, that then in these cases, like the, these videos have 900,000, 230,000. And I mean, in Miss Excel's case, she has 5.4 million views. 
The second one, uh, or not the second one, but the the next one is quick tips. All right, these are, I mean, it's very again, very straightforward, but these are pieces of content. It's like you're getting the value out within 15 seconds. It's almost like it's a filler piece of content, but it's 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 they just want to scroll, they want to see something really quick that is educational or valuable, right? So teach somebody something new fast without any time wasted. Drop nuggets and people share it. That was another thing. On the quick tips, I noticed that a lot of times, like the metric I like to look at is share. Like when I see something that's getting shared a lot, I'm like, okay, that's a valuable piece of content. In this case, I, I have a few examples here. Like Cody Sanchez has a really good one where it's like three tips to successfully manage 20 companies. And it's boom, boom, boom. It's like three really, really quick tips. Uh, another is JT Barnett, I think. You should try this crazy idea is like the the headline. And then again, just a few quick tips. And, and what I'm just trying to get to you here is like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like you, you're basically doing what people do on every other platform, but you're just doing it differently. And I'm just trying to give you some content ideas that you could use tomorrow that uh, could help you start driving results. So the next one is product reviews. This again, very straightforward. A lot of people are actually like building business off off the back end of this, right? Like they're creating UGC for brands and they they get paid to do that. But people love this because it's becoming like a TikTok's becoming a search engine. So therefore, like if you are trying to buy, uh, like kind of trend within the the TikTok made me buy it section, then creating reviews based on different products experiences uh, is killer. I mean, there's. Um, Companies like, for example, Visit Dubai, 360 Chicago that are are doing like reviews of their own products and going super viral on TikTok, which then is going to lead to more foot traffic, right? So 360 Chicago did one on, I think it's like they're, they have something called the Tilt, uh, where you like, you're on the side of the building, you're overlooking all of Chicago, you're kind of like over the top of it. And it's, it's pretty wild, but it got 13.1 million views which is, again, it's going to generate foot traffic. The last one, or no, there's two more I'm going to gonna go over or else we'll, we'll be here all day because this, this was a long case study. So the next one is creating a series. This is something that Cody Sanchez has absolutely crushed it doing. So if you have a lot of important information to say, but too much for one video, create a series. If one takes off, then a portion of that group, right, that watches that one of the videos in that series will go watch the other parts of your series. And then that will also tell the viewer that this is info is so important that you created multiple versions of it. So Cody Sanchez, she, she, a good friend of mine, she had done a series that was like side hustles, right? Like multiple side hustles. If you just look at the numbers, it's pretty nuts. I mean, side hustle idea number four, five, and six all got nearly 200,000 views. Side hustle idea number five got 462,000 views. What I like about these series is it makes it easy to plan content, right? Like I'm sure Cody's just like, okay, here are 10 side hustle ideas. I'm just going to get in front of a camera. Like I'm sure she put some bullet notes down, but I'm just going to get in front of a camera, film all 10 in one day. And then I have all of these for the next you know, week and a half that I could post over the series of a few days. A great way to create content and it's easy, right? Like it's a low lift way to create content. So I could do the same thing. I could, I could create, for example, take this podcast and let me show you and like this is how i can uh, repurpose this this content so i could put uh content ideas for tiktok part one content ideas for for tiktok part two right and i could again just the same way i've, I've gone through this like almost like listicle of different types of pieces of content i could do the same thing on tiktok and run through them all right the 
Last one I'm going to talk about is because I still want to cover TikTok ads, but I'm running up on time. So this may go over a little bit. So sorry about that, but it's going to go over a teeny tiny bit. The next one I'm going to talk about is news. That's the last the last one I'm going to go over. There's one more I could do, but people like to stay up to date in their niches. By taking headlines and spinning them into videos, you can quickly start trending by being one of the first to share relevant news, right? When I was at The Hustle, I went viral doing one of these videos for for The Hustle. But like one example is like a few days ago when Elon Musk put in an offer to buy Twitter. Well, if someone would have just been the first, as soon as they saw that trending on TikTok or on Twitter, they get their iPhone camera and create a video around it. It would have gone, chances are, it would have gone viral or done really well, right? Because it, they would have been one of the first to break the news. It would have got a, a good amount of coverage. So the idea here is very simple. See it, create around it, share it. That's it. All right. So the next part I want to go into is, and I'll try to keep this very uh, like shoot from the hip, very straightforward and very fast. So the that was all about organic, giving you some ideas to run organic content. Here, I'm going to talk about TikTok ads. I've been running TikTok ads for Marketing Examine for... I want to say maybe three months now, three months now, creating a ton of different ads, uh, pieces of creative, testing a bunch of different things. I've talked to a good amount of individuals and getting their, getting their takes on a lot of this. So, and basically putting it all to test. So the first thing I want to talk about is running Spark ads. So Spark ads are when you run an ad from your brand, brand, personal or influencers account. The reason they're effective is because they're raw, they're authentic, they blend in organically on the For You page. Um, And I've said this before, the best ads, they don't stand out, they actually blend in. So this means like if I I have uh, my Alex Garcia page, but I want to run an ad for Marketing Examine, well, what I can do is like I, off my account, the Alex Garcia account, I can give a code, that code is then, uh, I'm able to go into the, the ads manager for Marketing Examine, and I could use an authorized account or post to then run anything that was that was posted organically on my page as an ad. So literally something, anything that performs well organically, I could then just take it and run with it and run it as a Spark ad. So the two takeaways here are this, when a piece of content was kind of what I just said, when a piece of content performs well organically, run it as a Spark ad. If you have an influencer that creates a piece of content and it performs really well organically, pay them to run a Spark ad. Uh, the second thing is when you garner UGC via TikTok or work with influencers, I mean, this is kind of what I just said, negotiate to run that content as Spark ads. I won't give away who I did this with, but I had an uh, influencer create a, a TikTok around, you know, for example, one of my case studies. It performed really well organically. Search volume uh, on Google went up, signups went up, everything. So we negotiated a deal where I get to run that as an ad and the ad is the CPA, the cost per acquisition is less than $2.50, which is killer. So this works and, and there's a lot of brands doing this. I think, uh, for example, Fab, Fab, Fabletics, it's hard to say, Fabletics does it with, with Kevin Hart on, on TikTok. But yeah, so if the engagement raise high organically, nine out of 10 times running as paid ad is likely gonna just be adding gasoline to that fire. The second is, Micro-influencers are the secret. Because the chances of going viral on TikTok are higher than any other platform right now, micro-influencers are the way to go. Uh, for me, that's been working with creators who audience ranges from kind of in that five to 50,000 range. And so the easiest way to find them is I search by hashtags. Like I, and again, TikTok is a, it's becoming a search engine, 
So I search by hashtags on TikTok and I curate from there, right? So for me, I could be searching marketing tips or hashtag digital marketing or e-com marketing, right? Like all these all these different hashtags are going to be how I find the creators because when I do that, the top videos are going to show up on, on my feed. And then so from there, I could curate, I could find the best ones. And I mean, just to give you a prime example, I've collected over 5,000 plus emails using micro influencers on TikTok and just and spent just over $1,000. So it's very straightforward. It's very simple. The The one thing is you're going to, TikTok doesn't let you message them directly on TikTok. So you're going to have to go to their Instagram, uh, most likely to to find them and then email them or message them directly there. Um, but here's what to keep in mind when you're working with micro influencers. Make sure the audiences overlap. You don't want to I don't want to find someone that's only, you know, I search hashtag marketing and they've only ever posted one kind of piece of content that is relevant to marketing, right? All their other content may be just about blogging or something. They just happen to post a video about marketing and it performed well. That's not an audience that overlaps. That's an audience that's more dominant in the in the blogging space. So make sure the audiences overlap. Make sure they also understand your product, right? The better they understand your product, the more the content's going to feel native and organic. One thing I like to do is when, you know, after I, I've spoken to a micro influencer and we've negotiated and we've, uh, we're planning on doing a piece of content together is, is give them a value proposition to push in their videos or multiple, right? Like, and this is different for whichever product uh, you have, but give them a value proposition to push in their videos because then for me, I'm going to want to be able to run that as an ad on TikTok again, as a spark ad. And I want to line up that value proposition with the landing pages, with the copy, et cetera. The next thing is let the creator be the creator. They got big on TikTok for a reason. So like, just let them be them. There's no need to, to try to, to micromanage them. Let the creator be the creator and do what the creator does. Next, I want to ha- have retargeting ads ready to go. So if something, and the reason I, I say this is because if something does perform really well on search, if something, or it performs really well on TikTok and impacts search, organic search on Google, I want to have retargeting ads ready to go because I'm trying to retarget them while they're top of mind. So I always have retargeting ads ready to go in case of, of this. The next thing is create landing pages specific to the value proposition you pushing. I kind of touched on this a second ago, but this will increase your conversion rate just because you're personalizing the message better in correlation to what the TikTok influencer pushed. The next thing is organic success equals paid success. I touched on this prior again, but if a piece of content performs well organically, it will perform well via paid this has just been what's true for me. Everything I'm talking about here is every is what's worked really well for me. The metrics I like to v- look for here are saves, shares, and then watch time. So the average watch time. If I see something in one of those stand out, or if all three stand out, this is a winning piece of content. Like it, this is a, a winner, right? And I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to put money behind it and I'm going to let it do its thing because it's showing me that people found value in this. Plus, the cool thing about this is you could use organic as a testing ground. So you could use that organic piece of content as a formula for your paid content. So if it performed well organically, now you almost have like this like structure that you could use for your paid content, which is perfect, right? You could refilm it. You could test different hooks, value props, and CTAs. And now you could take one organic piece and like you could turn it into 20 different pieces of content. Now that you know that it, it works and people found value in it, just match the structure used in the organic piece. So, right, we're talking about ads. So you got to talk about how you target. I'm going to talk about what's worked well for for me in targeting. 
And again, I think this is based on a lot of conversations. The first one is interest-based. A common mistake is people go crazy when they go interest-based targeting. So I don't go crazy at all. I pick one interest and I skin as much as possible. So what I mean by that is, you know, if, if you search on TikTok, marketing is an interest that I could target based off of. For example, a lot of marketers could be entrepreneurs, right? A lot of founders could be interested in marketing, but I don't want to make a pool that big with those uh, different types of individuals. Instead, I'll select people who are interested in marketing, advertising, digital marketing, and let's say business marketing. I think that's another uh, another interest on TikTok. I like to keep the interest between three and five and never add interests that don't overlap with marketing. Again, what I mean by this is because my 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 copy, my landing pages, they're all going to be tailored to a value prop that's relevant more so to marketing, right? The interest based on marketing. If I add interest like entrepreneurship, uh, SMB, right? Small business owner, things like that, then my copy now has to become more like, like all around. It, it's not going to be just specific to marketing. Now it has to be, you know, in an area where it talks to people that are entrepreneurs and who are interested in marketing. So instead, right? Like if I'm doing interest-based targeting, I'm going to only target people that are interested in marketing, advertising, digital marketing. My copy is going to resemble that. My landing pages are also going to resemble that. And then if I'm then talking to founders and entrepreneurs and, and you know small business owners, et cetera, then my copy is going to reflect that as well, right? Like my copy is going to be more specific to talking to a founder. And so is my landing page. The next thing is for TikTok, I want to keep the available audience large and let TikTok optimize based on data. The second ad group I've had success with is hashtag based. This takes people who engage, search, or interact with content that use specific hashtags. So for again, for example, hashtag marketing. I could target people who engage with content that use hashtags like hashtag marketing, hashtag marketing tips, hashtag digital marketing. And like interest based, I want to make sure that that available audience is large as well. So this is what I, if I was you, I would start off with these two. And then once you start getting data, once you start getting results, take that data to then create lookalike audiences. So I take the conversions for both the interest-based targeting and hashtag-based targeting, create lookalike audiences uh, off of that. That's what I'm, I'm currently doing. Um, it is working wonders. I will probably get on another pod and talk about it in the future, but currently it's working wonders and, and, I'll, and I'll give uh, more insight there. I'm going to fly through a few more. Let's see. Uh, optimal TikTok ad length for me has been roughly 22 to 30 seconds. And I use a simple formula uh, that Campbell Barron taught me, which I have an article about. So you could probably, it's called uh, Campbell Barron's TikTok formula for viral videos if you want to check it out. But here's the formula. It's hook, body, hook, body, CTA. That first hook is roughly two to three seconds. Then the body could be like three to five. Hook again is two to three, body three to five, CTA. For me, I'm squeezing that within the optimal ad length and making sure that I could I could fit it under 30 seconds. Every every ad that has performed really well for me has been under uh, 30 seconds. The next is your hook, and I'm just gonna relay some information about the about the hook. This is everything. You have three seconds max to hook the viewer, like uh, on TikTok. I would say even like less, like two seconds. So I'm gonna tell you just if uh, you know like. When you are creating your ads, everything should go into the hook. Every like, pay a lot of attention to the hook. You could even test different hooks. I, this is something I do as well. As I like, I'll create the same ad, 
but I'll try three to five different hooks for that ad and see what performs best. And that, this is something I'm not going to have time to cover, but that all is within my test campaigns. And then whatever works best there goes into my scale campaigns. The last thing I'm going to talk, talk about is the headline length. It's less characters than, than Facebook or Instagram. So anything over 44 characters gets cut off. So for me, I keep everything shorter than 44 characters. So, and the reason why is when I A-B tested headlines already 44 characters and headlines over 44 characters, the average CTR was 1.1% higher for headlines under 44 characters. And when you're spending thousands of dollars, for some people, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, that's significant. Um, so guys, I hope, I hope this helps. I hope this gives you an idea of, of one, first, how to get started running organic content on, on TikTok. And then I hope this also gives you perspective on how to run effective TikTok ads. I'm going to come on here again in a, in a few months and I have uh, this own like little challenge I'm, I'm doing for myself on TikTok. So maybe a few months from now, I'm going to come back on here and talk about the success I've had on TikTok and you know, the, the new things that I'm doing on there. But guys, if I would, if you're listening to this, you haven't signed up for my newsletter, I would uh, greatly appreciate if you signed up for Marketing Examined, uh, which is my free newsletter where I'll continue to share everything I'm, I'm learning uh, there. And then if you want to sign up for my paid newsletter called Growth Marketing Exam, it's, it's the idea behind Growth Marketing Exam is I'm building the ultimate library for, for marketers and founders, right? This is going to be your, your library of inspiration, your library of playbooks where you're going to be able to to go in and get a case study that's going to teach you everything possible about creating an effective referral program or running uh, everything to know about running TikTok ads, et cetera. Um, so if you want to sign up for Growth Marketing Examine, it's also on my Twitter page. But all right, guys, I really appreciate it. If you have uh, any questions, comments, you know where to reach me on Twitter, or you could uh, shoot me an email at alexg at marketingexamined.com. All right, guys, I'm out. Thank you for tuning in to 30 Minutes of Growth. If you want to hear more All Action Growth Insights, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast so you can hear our next episode first.